Sloth Uni! What's up? We're back with another class session. There hasn't been much that's happened in the league since our last class, but this is a dry period of the league, so it's to be expected. Thankfully, mandatory minicamps are starting up and we'll have a smidgen of information coming out with these teams. But before we get into today's show, I just want to inform everyone that when the season starts, I'll be posting a new episode two to three times a week, so there'll be more than enough sloth information for you guys to take the next step into graduation. In the meantime, if you haven't already, follow me on all social medias for daily content. I'll be posting on TikTok 365 days of the year with some juicy lessons, and you can watch them all on Instagram as well. You can also check out my Twitter for the best way to interact with me and hear my unfiltered and instant takes. All right, I'm done rambling. Let's get into today's show. With the season quickly approaching in less than 100 days till the first kickoff, many including myself are awaiting the NFL's decision on Watson. It seems like the league is doing their due diligence in this investigation, but they need to make their decision and they need to do it soon. I've heard varying lengths for the suspension of Watson, with some saying it will be four games and others saying no less than eight, and some within the organization supposedly don't think he'll even play the season. Also, some in Watson's camp have reportedly said they don't believe he'll play the season. The fact that there's such a discrepancy between all these numbers means that nobody knows for sure what the league is going to do, and by the looks of it, neither does the league. Given how long Calvin Ridley was suspended for on gambling on games and being used as an example to show the league doesn't want any of that behavior in their league, Watson should see a similar time frame if not more considering all the things he's brought to the league. If he plays a season when Ridley got canned for the entirety of the season, there's going to be some serious uproar. The NFL is likely waiting because they are either prepping for a wrist slap or about to come down hard. The suspension of Ridley will run comparisons based on how harsh his was for what he actually did and all the pressure that Watson has brought to the league under the allegations whether they're true or not. He's put the league in a very tough position and could end up on the commissioner's list before the season starts. If the Browns didn't have any insurance on their picks, should anything extreme happen to Watson's future, that is egregious mismanagement of assets by the Cleveland front office. They shipped away their immediate future picks and cut ties with the QB who led them out of the dumpster fire that they had themselves in and could find themselves right back where they started pre-Baker Mayfield and maybe even worse off than what they were. Getting into this next bit, Tyreek Hill continues to make headlines with his mentioning of now QB Tua Tungavailoa. The first time he was brought up in the media involving Tua was when the Dolphins media team posted an underthrow of Hill during voluntary minicamp and it went viral. Crazy enough, the video made national headlines and Tua was once again sent through the ringer by the media. Standing up for his QB, Hill then posted a few more deep throws of Tua throwing deep and then, expectedly, it didn't get as much buzz as the underthrow did. Since then, Hill has made multiple statements about his opinion on Tua, but none of them really hit home with people until his most recent ones where he compared Tua to his former quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. His claims have some truth to it, Though to the casual fan, it seems asinine, which is most likely why it's being mentioned as just as much as the underthrow. Hill stated that in arm strength, Mahomes takes the cakes between the two. But in terms of accuracy, Tua's the better. Then when asked who would he rather catch passes from, he said he would prefer Tua. Who I might add is his current quarterback and has been under an incredible amount of scrutiny since he suffered a horrific career-threatening injury in his final year at Bama. Coming back to the statement in a bit. 
there was a very similar situation not too long ago of a wide receiver being asked to compare which quarterback he preferred and Tua just happened to be part of this discussion as well. Shocker. During last year's draft, now Dolphins wide receiver Jalen Waddle was asked before he was drafted that he preferred Tua or Mac Jones. He said Mac Jones and the media ran wild with it, making claims Mac Jones was better than Tua before he even stepped foot into the league. A few months ago, in an interview with the I Am Athlete podcast, Waddle stated that he was trying to hype up his quarterback who had yet to be drafted and also stated that Tua is one of those guys. And that he was already drafted and gained nothing from his endorsement, which is true. Classic case of a wide receiver hyping up his current quarterback. But the media turned it into an opportunity to take a shot at Tua, like they often do. Back to the statement Hill said about Tua and Mahomes. Mahomes undoubtedly has more arm strength than Tua, and I don't think even the most hardcore Tua truthers or Tua Anon would argue that. But to say Tua is more accurate than Mahomes isn't that out of pocket of a take as it seems. Yes, Mahomes is an MVP and Super Bowl winning quarterback, and Tua hasn't even made the playoffs in his career. But I do believe he's the more accurate quarterback of the two. Simply watching the tape will put all those arguments to rest. Tua has more on-target throws than Mahomes in the games. Turn on the film and count the amount of misfires each QB has, and you'll see. I may be a Dolphins fan and a Tua believer, but I've seen some horrific QB play in my life. And as an avid watcher of the sport, I've seen some amazing quarterback play in my life. While Tua has to take another step in his game and is nowhere near the level of QB that Mahomes is at this point in time, people tend to only mention his weaknesses and completely ignore or downplay his strengths. Tua is one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the league, and I say that confidently. The consistency in which he delivers catchable balls to his receiver is within top five at his position. He's had some games where he came out with more drops than actual misfire incompletions. He's not just doing this throwing dump downs and screens like media would allow you to believe. If you really watch the games, he consistently pushes the ball 20 plus yards down the field. Mahomes often struggles with completing even short routes and underthrows receivers plenty of times. Does this mean Tua is better than Mahomes? No, but it does throw light on one of Tua's strengths. Tyreek Hill definitely saw all the hate that Tua got before he got to the team, but probably didn't pay attention to it as much as he does now that he's as part of the team. He's likely just fed up with the media talking shit about his, the leader of his team and his quarterback when he sees every day in practice that the claims they're making are just baseless and false. Now time to get into this rumor mill. The league is pretty dry right now, but there are a few things of note going on, namely the Baker Mayfield situation. My early prediction was that the Panthers would be one of the teams that would be named to watch in the Baker Mayfield sweepstakes, and there's been rumors that they're closing in on a deal soon. Panthers wide receiver Robbie Anderson has previously said he would rather retire than have Baker as his QB. Since the rumors have surfaced, he has reportedly been mulling retirement. I don't believe he'd actually retire should Baker go to the Panthers, but that would be hilarious. There's also a possibility that these rumors have come about because Anderson has actually been mulling retirement and people are just trying to put two and two together for an early scoop. The only two notable QBs Carolina has on their roster are Sam Darnold and Matt Corral. And I do believe Baker Mayfield is better than both of them by a pretty significant margin and being signed could bring their roster to playoff caliber. They have ample offensive weapons and their defense is better than what a lot of people are led to believe. Their defense played very well last year, even through injuries, but suffered because the offense was on the field for short periods of time, which led to them being on the field even more. 
Even the best defense in the league would fold if the opposing offense has enough chances to gash them. With a better offense, I think they could surprise a lot of people. Carolina Panthers, go get Baker, man. These next two topics are literally all speculation and don't have much traction to them, but they're worth talking about nonetheless. Starting off with Lamar Jackson and his contract situation. He wasn't reporting to voluntary minicamp, which could mean a multitude of things, but when a player is going into the final year of their contract, that's an NFL signal for, I want a new contract. It appears he will be going to mandatory minicamp, so a sit-out is not likely, but sources said the two sides aren't close on a deal. I don't have much doubt that the Ravens will eventually get a deal with him done, but crazier things have happened in the league. Should he be allowed to hit the open market, which I think has a lower chance of happening than Andrew Luck coming out of retirement, he'll be the hottest commodity out. A more likely scenario if a deal isn't reached is to franchise tag him, and a possible trade partner could be found if he was tagged. Miami has been named as a possible destination still to a struggle this year, and I could see that as a possibility. Not many know this, not many know of this, but the Dolphins owner wanted management to trade up from the second round into the first round to draft Lamar Jackson just as Baltimore had done, so there's interest there. Should to a struggle, the Dolphins have shown many times that they want to be competitive and they want to be competitive right now, and the quickest way to do that would be with Lamar. Another team you could throw in the ring would be the Colts. Their search for a top flight quarterback would end right then and there should Lamar become available. They're a QB away from being Super Bowl contenders, and the QB of Lamar's talent would definitely give them a boost they need in a stacked AFC. This last rumor is literally just all speculation, and it's about Buccaneers tight end Rob Gronkowski. They say he might be coming back for another season, but he hasn't officially stated that he's coming back. There have been videos of him doing NFL training and not living like a man who is about to retire again. And I remember the last time he actually stepped away from the football field, he lost a crap ton of weight and was doing WWE promos around this time. Should Gronk come back for another year, that'd give the Buccaneers a massive boost as Chris Godwin comes back from his injury. They only have Mike Evans, Russell Gage, Scotty Miller, and Cameron Bray as the notable receiving options. And while it's not the worst, it's a lot farther from what they've been working in recent years. Personally, I do believe Gronk is coming back because the last time he retired, he wasn't doing this type of NFL training. Unfortunately, that's all we've got for today's Class Sloth Uni. I hope you all enjoyed it and be sure to check back for more classes coming soon. For some extracurricular activities, don't forget to check out our TikTok at Sloth University and our Twitter using the same handle. Stay safe and spread love. Class dismissed. All right, kid, here's the deal. At any given time, there are around 1,500 aliens on the planet, most of them right here in Manhattan. And most of them are decent enough. They're just trying to make a living. Cab drivers. Uh, not as many as you'd think. Humans, for the most part, don't have a clue. They don't want one or need one either. They're happy. They think they have a good bead on things. Well, why, why the big secret? People are smart. They can handle it. The person is smart. People are dumb, panicky, dangerous animals, and you know it. 1,500 years ago, everybody knew the Earth was the center of the universe. 500 years ago, everybody knew the Earth was flat. And 15 minutes ago, you knew that people were alone on this planet. Imagine what you'll know tomorrow.